Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Bricks with Facilities Management, a production of Facilities Management Communications, where we give you a behind-the-scenes peek into how facilities management builds and maintains a campus known for its beautiful architecture and grounds. My name is Trey Wood. And my name is Grant Peterson. And we're going to be talking to Britt Foster today, Greenhouse Coordinator for Landscape Services, about spring planting. Yeah, today we're going to talk to Britt about what it takes to get campus ready for the spring season and how her and Landscape Services tackle that. I, You know, I'm really excited about this. I couldn't agree with you more. They put a lot of work into that, and it really shows. I agree. So play me that theme song. Today we're talking with Brittany Foster, Greenhouse Coordinator for Facilities Management. Britt, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm great. I'm great. That's peachy. That's, fan, that's fantastic. So we're talking about spring planning, which is very important around campus. One time I, I recall you saying that y'all are one of the biggest sellers for uh, yes. student recruitment, yeah. athletic recruitment. I consider I mean, our board. whole department to be nothing, not nothing, but we are recruiters that's part of our job description because when they come on the campus and they see how pristine the campus looks and how beautiful the flowers look and our trees and how just litter free yeah we're recruiters and flowers are very important with that flowers are very important Mm -hmm. now how many how many flowers uh, spring spring planting season is about what six weeks yeah typically we start um like to start um old just tradition is to start after easter right but this year we may be starting as early as the first week of April. We'll kind of have to watch the long-term weather trends right. to see. So we'll start in April, and I love to be finished by the end of May for the spring-summer planting. Sometimes it might carry us into the first week or so of June, just trying to finish up a few little small places. Right, and that's planting full flowers, right? Yeah. Like yeah. actually grown? Well, they're grown we plant a design or combination, and they, over the course of probably about four, anywhere from four to six weeks, the flowers fill out and create the full look we're trying to achieve. Right. So, and then we hope that the flowers that we select will have longevity of up to maybe six months, typically, because we do two changeouts a year. Right. One in the spring and one in the fall. And we like for them to last... Mm, Give or take six months. Was the fall one where you planted like 5,000 buds? Yes. Yeah, so this past fall, we planted uh, 6,000 tulips. <laughs> and they were very successful. So <laughs> we're definitely going to be planting a good <laughs> bit more next year. <laughs> so how, how many how many are you planning on planting? I mean, I know it's not just you. It's you and Daniel, mm-hmm. who's greenhouse associate, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then right hand, yep. And then you've got... Dozens of others who yes. all coordinate and helping out. Yes. So the zone crews, you know, we have flower beds and flower pots throughout campus, and each uh, zone has a different amount. Zone one has the most, right? The, probably over a third of all of the annual color bedding plants. And that's like is front in zone gate. One. Yeah, zone one would Sanford be Sanford Lawn. Park, right? Ross Square, those areas, right? So they have over a third. Oh yeah, Ross Square's got a lot of yeah. planting. So we coordinate with the supervisors and the crews to get in there, and we do it around the weather and the activities that are going on on campus. Mm-hmm. 
and they get in there and they pull out the previous season's flowers and prepare the bed till rake add amendment just depends and then normally one or maybe two people from that zone help us with the planting so we could have myself could be planting with a crew in another zone and daniel could be planting in another zone so we can get more done at once i mean you've got you know several thousand plantings Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. so last fall we planted about eight thousand bedding plants on top of the 6,000 tulips that were installed <laughs> so in four, December. So 14,000, like, total? Well, there was 18... Am I eight, doing eight, math right? Was that math? 8,000 eight plus 6, <laughs> be 14,000, yeah. My brain, like, quit, right? I was like, 14. Well, there there was 8,000 already grown plants. Okay. They were They were small, but they still had more to grow. Right. And then we planted 6,000 tulip bulbs. So yes. the tulip bulbs were not, you know, fully grown yet. They came right. up, you know, January, February. Good Lord, that's a lot of flowers. Mm-hmm. And so are you, this is, spring planting is just like mostly grown plants, correct? We grow, we have two on-site greenhouses that we grow about 70% of our spring and summer flowers in. Okay. So we're starting down there. We've got small um, liners that we pot up into larger pots and we grow those off for, you know, month to five weeks. And then we start right. installing those on campus in April. And we will have to purchase some additional from an outside grower vendor mm-hmm. because the two greenhouses are not large enough to grow everything that we need i mean that's a lot of that's a lot of flowers yeah it is and we do not grow our fall flowers we, we buy all those from okay. a grower professional grower so how many flowers is it about total give or take well so i said there was about eight thousand already grown flowers planted last fall right and then for the spring we plant Maybe not quite that much. I'm going to go maybe 7,000. So that's 14,000 for the entire year, both both seasons, essentially. That's an approximate number Right. if we did two changeouts in spring and fall. So every so often in special locations, we do a third changeout if the flowers aren't, you know, get damaged or if they're in the AU sign right there in front of Sanford Hall. Right. You know, we may do a third one right there, right before. And then I know uh, Justin talked about y'all doing some special projects as well, just to add color, different color in other places. Yeah, if there's a special need for a special event, sometimes we might have to go in there and, you know, plug in some flowers just for like a, you know, one-time kind of thing and see, you know, for those special events. How do you choose the flowers? Well, we try <laughs> to choose the ones that are uh, going to perform the best in our climate. Which is in this hot. zone, yeah. Well, we're in zone eight A and humid in uh, in Auburn, so we have to pick the you know the traditional plants that do well in this area. Right, bedding plants. Now I get will a lot tr- of sun, things like that. Mm-hmm. I will try to experiment with some different varieties and which like series and colors and things mm-hmm. like that. And every so often we'll try to grow and uh, use a plant that we haven't used before. Just you know, trying to keep it new, so it's not just the same thing over and over and over again. Is there any particular plant that like is the one like you like to do is like your go-to we know this is going to be really successful there is justin won't like me saying this but i love lantana because lantana comes now in several colors mm-hmm. and they have perennial lantana and annual lantana out there now There's several colors ranging from a dwarf that stays probably you know under two feet to then get upwards of three or four feet tall, you know, just big and spreading. They have, you know, several different kinds out there. And it takes our super hot, dry climate. So to maintain those? 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's I just, mean, you still have to water it, yeah, you know, yeah. and take care of it. You know, we have a lot of the urban heat jungle of campus, which is concrete and brick and asphalt yes. everywhere. It can take those intense temperatures. Right. You know? If you had to pick one specific flower overall that grows the best around this season in this area, because this, it is a unique well, space. D- so you're talking about for the spring season? Yes, for the spring season. Okay. For the spring season. You really like lantana? I really like lantana. I, love, I like zinnias. Many do well here, not just the lantana, but right. it's about picking the right location to put it in. About how many like uh, different flower species would you say is on campus? Um, Flower-wise, for the spring, we probably do, I'm going to say close to 20 or more different kinds. And, and then several different out. colors in of those 20. Is there like a process for y'all choosing designs, like how you want things to look? Well... I, I try not to do the exact same thing every season right. just because I don't like, you know, monotony, just the same thing over and over. It right. is easier to know exactly what you're going to do every single season, but it's boring, honestly. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. So we typically know what's done well there in the past. We may use a plant that we used in that same location in the past, mm-hmm. but we'll try to pair it with an, like a combination plant and maybe change the pattern the way it was in the bed. And y'all figure all this out. Yeah, Daniel and I do most of it. We kind of start. We'll be starting some designing here in the next couple of weeks. And I know I'm not supposed to say this, but sometimes we just fly by the seat of our pants. <laughs> I mean, that's half Same. of it. I mean. Green thumbs and all. Yeah, we grow a lot of the same things in different colors. And we buy in some of the same things, but in different colors. And we just know how well they're going to do. So we'll just change up the pattern or the combination of different plants. And of course, orange and blue patterns, Always color, color well. schemes is, right. is very well liked. Always hits up The well. problem about finding blue in the in the flower world or the horticulture world is true blue. There's not a lot of that out there. So you have to take variations of like purples and deep right. purples and things like that and try to make the orange and blue. And hopefully people will understand that that's what we're trying to achieve. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the... F- I've never like, I've never looked at any of the, the AU beds, the ones that are specifically trying to be orange and blue and been like, yeah. hey, that's purple. I've never... Really? I, well, I'm glad I because uh, most of the folks that I work with, they talk, tell me how I plant LSU colors all the time because I plant purple. Never noticed. I've well, never good. noticed. Uh, as far as the visitors and our clients on campus, they always seem to understand that even if it is a little bit more in the purple family than the blue family, they understand what we're trying to do. Right. And they... They like it. They appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the mm-hmm. whole, that's the thing I like about uh, spring planting in the first place is that, I mean, like you said, you know, flowers are important. The whole landscaping team is important, but flowers give it that pop. Yeah. They give it that, uh, mm-hmm. that razzmatazz. And we, we definitely like to use plants. It's not the main deciding factor in our selections, but things that bees and butterflies and everything are going to Right, because we're a pollinator to. campus as yeah. well, mm-hmm. right? You know, not every bed is going to have something that they're attracted to sure. but we definitely use those kinds of plants we're a, salvias, we're a bee campus mm-hmm. salvia is the main what i call my blue plant that i use for the spring and summer right because salvias come in several uh several different colors but they have a good blue color i'm gonna put blue in quotes <laughs> and i pair it with, with something orange and then you never know yeah. you'll never know Oh yeah, I didn't even think about the fact that we are we are a bee campus, so it's nice. I know pollinator gardens are a big thing that mm-hmm. they've been talked about for a couple of years now. There's mm-hmm. a lot of um, wildflower mixes out there that you can buy that you just sow them very big pollinator and uh, butterfly attractant. 
And probably pretty mixes. hardy. Mix, yes. I don't have a lot to do with that, but our department has several plots on campus, you know, half acre to maybe larger in a few locations right. to where they go out. And so just this wildflower mix. And it's got a mixture of, what is it, Cosmos. Um, I'm trying to remember what else is in it. And I think it's all native stuff, too. Is there one outside the barn? I feel like that. At uh, Ag Heritage? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I thought that was one because I've seen tons of Actually, bees out Actually, right. I've got it on my screensaver. That's what that is. Speaking of sustainability, you talked about the, the rainwater collection pots. I can't think of their name. Earth planters. Earth planters. They are a, uh, a self-watering pot that has a water reservoir in the bottom of it. And you fill the water reservoir up. And when the water reservoir is full, it has a planting bowl in the top of it that you plant mm-hmm. the flowers in or plants or whatever you choose. And the middle of the planting bowl is a hole with recycled carpet in it. So a lot of the product is um, actually made from recycled material. Right. The hole in the middle of the planting bowl with the carpet lining the hole wicks the water from the reservoir Hmm. in the bottom to the plants. That's neat. I didn't know that about the carpet. And y'all have, what, about 70? We have... Uh, we have about 195. 195 on campus. And I said so. We have about 203 pots total right. on campus, and about 195 of those are um, the self watering style. Okay. It cuts down on water waste, it cuts down on labor. Right. Um, you know, it just saves a lot of time and, and resources. Pots in general provide a lot of color in places where you might mm-hmm. not have a lot of color, like mm-hmm. on male concourse. When you've, I know there's a couple out there, to mm-hmm. just give it a little bit of pop, mm-hmm. and it means you don't have to go out there and water them every day. Mm-hmm. We just put 14 new ones in at the basketball arena. Yeah, that's a good one. That's yeah. a, a lot of concrete out there. Mm-hmm. What's the timeline where like you're exchanging the plants and then where you're no longer planting them, you're just maintaining them for the rest of the season? Like I said, I try to be finished by the end of May with the installation part. We maintain the flowers. You know, June, July, August, sometimes till the end of September. So it's just like a month-long, like, planting process? Well, two months. Two months, okay. And then another three to uh, four months of maintaining. And that is, you know, watering, fertilizing, pruning, weeding, maybe replanting if something dies because of any number of reasons. We don't replant everything if it dies, for instance, this is nothing to do with the spring planting, but we had the you know the cold snap over Christmas. So when we came back in January, quite a few things had gotten burnt. Right. You know about the hard freeze and hard. And we've had we've had several freezes in like yeah. March over the past mm-hmm. couple of years mm-hmm. as well. So we had to go in and take a lot of stuff out, and we replanted some stuff. I had to contact a grower to find out what they had available as far as flowers, and they had some stuff. And they sent it to us, and we replanted in some key locations, but we weren't able to replant everything. So that stuff had to kind of be pulled and sit empty till spring till we get ready to do the spring installation so around september you pull the beds yeah and we start we start pulling for... yeah around september and then in october we start with our fall installation and then the process starts all over again that uh, greenhouse coordinator makes sense also starting in the fall we have to start prepping for the christmas tree yes and then yeah we just that starts getting chaotic it's the most then, wonderful time of the year. Oh, don't get me started on that tree. <laughs> and then December is tulip time. So we do the beds October, November. Right. Uh, take it two or three days to do the Christmas tree. And then December, you know, we're here for what, two, three weeks before we go home. Right. We get all the tulip bulbs in. And it's going to end up being a very 
very short window, especially since they did so well this year. So that means do more. <laughs> it always does. Yeah. It does. Wait, and that's the one that's what seven six thousand. That's six. It was six thousand this year. Yeah. It, you're looking at at least ten probably next year. I'm, I'm I'm guessing. How many people do you have like in general helping? All of the supervisors and all the zones help. Uh, they coordinate their crews. So you got those five supervisors, and then you've got at least two to three members on every one of their crew. So that's you know we're looking at like fifteen to twenty people. They're still trying to figure out how they're to, just planting as well. They're trying to get all of their regular duties done and squeeze in Brittany coming at them you know, get my beds pulled so we can get them planted. (laughs) So bless their hearts because there's no way I would get a fraction of what I get done without teamwork and coordination with everybody that we work with. Almost every, every group, every crew has something to contribute, whether it's an idea, whether it's just, you know, backbreaking labor, (laughs) whether it's just some, a way to make, uh, just the job easier, like a little technique of some kind, just suggesting a flower, anything. There are supervisors out there that I know that they have people on their crew that are perfectly capable of picking out their own flowers and planting their own stuff without really me having any involvement. So turn that over to them. That's what we want because we can't continue to grow like we're growing this campus. We can't just have one or two people that can make all the decisions. we got to right. train all this, you know, and they, they are. There's a lot of people in our department that are showing they have that potential and, and they want to do it. So That's good. That's fantastic. Yeah. Everybody helps. Yes. The landscape way. Everybody helps. To me, what I <laughs> notice is how pristine everything looks. Flower beds, the grass, the right. the lack of litter, just the design of an entire landscape. Not just the flowers in it, but the way the trees blend into it, the grass. It's just like a room and, and how pristine right. it's all kept and designed and, you know, implemented. So I mean, it's... A, it's that's a, me, but I'm probably paying attention <laughs> to a little bit more... I mean, it's, a, it's an it's, average person. Well, it's a beautiful campus. Yeah, you know, I think that's the that's and everybody everybody contributes in some way, form, or fashion. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's ask a question. What do you really love? Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> because well, if anybody you know. in my group, they need to they need to hear it. That you love sunshine. Yes. What's the most important thing for? <laughs> You know, spring for growing flowers. <laughs> yeah, just the most. What are thing. the two most important <laughs> things? Well, water and for sunshine. growing <laughs> successful spring flowers. Love. <laughs> and well, you have to say war eagle to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the flower beds in the okay, pots. Okay, so there's four things. There's H two O. There's love. War eagle. There's war eagle, and there's sunshine. Woo! And we love sunshine. Oh, I'm joking. Britt. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining with us. You're today. welcome, Casper. Had a fantastic time learning about spring planning at Auburn University. What a treat. It was. Yeah. Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> <laughs>